Okay, so why are you depressed? What is the cause of your depression? What is the root cause? And what are some ways that you can start to get a handle on it? So depression is an epidemic. It's out there. So many of us, especially in first world countries nowadays, are starting to actually get more and more signs of depression. Why is this going on? What's happening here? What is the rock bottom truth about depression? All right, here is the deal. I'm, I'm gonna be blunt with you here because the bottom line is that the reason you're depressed is because your psychology sucks. All right, you've got shit psychology. I'm not blaming you, I'm telling you a fact. Now there's really two cases here that I'm gonna distinguish. There are people who are watching this that are gonna be clinically depressed, that are actually gonna have perhaps legitimate physiological conditions that are contributing to, to their depression. But I wanna be very careful about saying that because most of you, when you're, especially when you're in a depressive type of state, are gonna be quick to look for a way to be a victim and to not take responsibility for how you're feeling and for the fact that you are causing your own depression, all right? So even though there are clinical cases, which I'm gonna suggest that if you are a clinical case, go and see a medical doctor, go see a psychiatrist, put yourself on medication perhaps if that's the right course for you. So there's that. Then there's the other half of you. And I would say it's not the half, it's the majority. By, by and large the majority that are really just in a bad psychological state and that your depression is not really genetic and it's not really clinical, all right? This is just bad psychology and the fact that you have not taken responsibility for your own personal development. And so that's really what we're gonna tackle here. All right, so let's break into this. Now I wanna be very clear here that no matter who you think you are, you are gonna to listen to this talk and you're gonna assume that you're in this group of the people that have a shitty psychology. Because I can guarantee you that even if you do have uh, biological clinical factors to your depression, your psychology still sucks. So you're gonna to wanna to look at the psychology. And the fact is that this psychology, getting this in place, is way more important than getting the clinical stuff in place. And that actually, you can totally negate the clinical stuff when you get your psychology really into shape. All right, when you really understand yourself, when you understand what's going on here. So I'm gonna get into this and I'm gonna give you some techniques. All right, so here's the bottom line, is that your happiness level, scientifically it's been shown, it's about 50% genetic. So they've done studies on fraternal twins, identical twins comparing, and they've shown that basically people have a certain happiness set point and that about half of it, 50% of it, which is quite a lot, is determined by genetics. You can read more about this in various research and positive psychology literature that's out there. A lot of new studies are being published all the time right now in the 21st century. But really, the book, The How of Happiness, uh, has some, some good evidence and discussion about the, the genetic side of depression. And you can find books and other resources out there that will talk about the genetic causes and maybe some of the clinical causes, some of the chemical imbalances going on in your brain that might be causing it. But I really want to encourage you to stop being a victim and take ownership of it, right? Take ownership of your own psychology because the software, the mindsets that you've got, the software that's running up in your head is more important in a sense 
than uh, the, the hardware. And that's not strictly true. I mean, the hardware is really, really important, but I think that people are just so quick to point to external sources of problems that they really ignore the most important source of the problem, which is themselves and their mindsets. So that's what we're getting into. All right, so the biggest reason that you are depressed is because you are too identified with yourself. You're too self-absorbed and you're too self-identified and you're too egotistical. Now this might sound a little bit harsh and your immediate reaction might be to say, well, egotistical, I'm not egotistical. I'm a, I'm a really kind and sweet and nice person. I go to church and I, I do community service that I do, I do good things for my family and I take care of my spouse and you know how, I'm not egotistical. I'm humble. You're egotistical in the sense that you have a strong sense of who you are. And that actually your depression is contributing to your sense of who you are. Now this is a deep idea. This is actually an enlightenment level idea. This is an idea that you work on when you're going through and you're working towards enlightenment through Zen, through meditation. And this is something that goes deep. So unless you're a real student of this, you're not going to really understand it when you first start. But I want you to start to just get an idea around what's going on here. You, the person that you think is you, your ego, right? When I say your name, who you think you are, your past history, all your beliefs, all your assumptions about how the world works, all right? The bottom line is that all of that is a concept. All of that is conceptual. It doesn't actually exist anywhere. That I that you call you, that I that is depressed, it doesn't actually exist. Now, it's one thing to understand this conceptually and intellectually. It's another thing to actually be aware of it on an experiential being level. To do that, you need to work on, well, you need to do a lot of deep meditation, deep contemplation, and work towards enlightenment. The more you do that, the more you start to get aware of that, right? That can take months, years of serious work. But the fact still remains that you are extremely identified with who you are, all your problems, all the circumstances that are hurting you, all the ways in which you are a victim. And in many, in a, in a big sense, your depression is about you. You are extremely self-absorbed. When you're focused on yourself so much and you're focused on all your problems, and you've got these negative thinking patterns that are deep-rooted and are deeply ingrained in your subconscious. You're always running through, you're always worrying, you're always panicky, you're always anxious, you're catastrophizing situations, you're thinking about yourself. That's making you depressed. All right, that is the bottom line of it. You also probably have a negative self-image. At the bottom line, the reason that you're probably going into these spirals of negative thinking and these deep, dark emotions is because you have a negative self-image. So you think something inherently is wrong with you on some level. I don't know what it is. Maybe you think you're unlovable. Maybe you think that you need approval from other people. Maybe you think that happiness can be found out there somewhere and that someone owes you something. Maybe you think that you're not good enough. Maybe you think that Life is just hard. It's inherently painful. It has to be painful. There's always suffering around, right? And that you deserve that suffering. Now, a lot of these ideas, 
they sound silly when we just talk about them, when we, when we, when we voice them consciously. But a lot of times what's happening is that those are operating on you on a subconscious level. You don't even realize what's actually going on here. You might feel that you're depressed because, for example, you don't have the relationship that you want and you keep failing to get into the relationship that you want. But the reason you keep failing to get into that relationship that you want and you keep trying and stuff breaks up and you get into bad, miserable relationships, nothing seems to work. The reason that's happening, perhaps, this is just an example, is that actually you're very needy in that relationship and you're very insecure. So whenever you get that relationship, you become very attached, very loving. And you might think, well, what's wrong with that? Well, actually what's happening is that you're not fulfilled with yourself. And the reason uh, that you're becoming so insecure and needy is because you're not comfortable with who you are. You're not fulfilled as yourself. You don't realize that you can be fulfilled by yourself. And the reason that might be is because you feel like you need approval from other people and that you now need to live up to other people's expectations of you. And the reason that might be is because, well, you want to be loved and you feel like love is the most important thing and that you're lacking it. And that on some level, you need that love. And deep down, the reason that you might want that love, for example, is you feel that you are not good enough, just as you are right now, without having to be somebody, somebody else. And so that whole chain of uh, beliefs and assumptions and logic, it might be completely logical. It might sound silly, but that whole chain might actually be running on you. And I can bet that a lot of people watching this, if thousands of people are watching this, that a good percentage of you have that exact chain of reasoning going through, which is causing you your miserable relationships. And that will always, that pattern will always keep running because that is the subconscious, those are the subconscious layers. So that might be creating a lot of depression for you, right? You have to start to get more in touch with what's really, really going on there. And start to realize that a lot of this stuff is just bullshit. A lot of it is past conditioning from past traumatic experiences, from childhood, from early adulthood. Maybe you've had some bad breakups. You had some, some trauma. And so those things are holding you back. But that is your personal past history. That is not the case right now. In fact, I can guarantee you that if we put you into a meditation program where we forced you to meditate for an hour every single day for, let's say, six months, if we forced you to do that, then your depression would be either entirely lifted or it would make a really big impact on your depression. Because what meditation does, for example, is it puts you in the present moment. And this is a fact, all right? This is not a concept. If you right now drop, you can do this exercise. If you right now drop your past history completely, forget about it, just at least for a second, forget your past history, Forget your future history. Forget that you have a future. Forget that you have a past. Be completely in the moment right now. Get rid of every single thought that you have in your mind. Get rid of your idea of yourself. Pretend like you are dead. You have no more life. You have no more ego. You have no more conceptualizations. You have no more beliefs about how the world is and how it works. And you just sit in quiet and peace, close your eyes as you're doing this, and you just focus on that, and you do that for 10 minutes, and you're very disciplined about this, you're going to feel, you're going to get a real feeling, this is not a concept, this is not an idea, not a theory, you're going to get a real feeling of what real happiness is, you're going to feel genuine happiness, this is not some sort of external stimulation, this is not some sort of titillation or excitement, 
And you're going to notice that whatever depression you've had does not exist in that moment, right? That's because each one of us, when we get rid of our ego, the natural state of the human psychology is total bliss and happiness. This is an extremely powerful idea. If you've thought that your depression has been so crippling that you can't break out of it, I really encourage you to try this and prove it to yourself on an experiential level, right? But really try it. You have to try it, and it takes some work to actually do this. This is not going to come naturally. If you've never been meditating before, if you've never sat quietly alone in a room by yourself before for 30 minutes, then you're going to find yourself really struggling and resisting. First time you do it, you might actually become more anxious because it feels very unnatural and your mind is hooked. It's probably hooked on all sorts of external stimulation. So you got to unhook yourself and start very small. Start with just a minute. Just try to do it for a minute and see. See if you can tap into even five seconds of just that pure happiness of being in the present moment. You'll see that it, when, it, when you actually do that, you'll see that it's very possible. It's actually not as hard um, as we make it out to be. And this proves to you that really a lot of your depression is self-created. Your natural state is not a depressive state. Nobody is naturally in a depressive state. Maybe with, I would say, an extremely, extremely, extremely few people that might have some sort of serious physiological condition. Do not put yourself into that category until that has been confirmed by someone with a PhD. All right? And even then, I would say, or an MD, do not put yourself into that category. And even then, I would say, even if a doctor puts you in that category, still question that. Because a lot of the doctors that are out there do not understand the power of these psychological ideas that I'm talking about to you here. These are so, so powerful. All right, so other ideas that I'm going to throw at you here really quickly. Here's what you need to know. Other reason that you could be in depression. Most definitely you are in depression because of this root cause. But then there's other things that are adding on to it. Here are some other things. One is that you're not living in integrity with your values. All right. Each of us has core values that are important to us. And when you're not living and honoring those on a practical level every single day, then you become lazy, undisciplined, you start to feel guilty, you start to procrastinate. Right? So maybe that's just not splurging on that ice cream. Maybe it's waking up on time. Maybe it's going to the gym. Maybe it's getting to work on time. Maybe it's doing your work well. And when you're not doing these things, you're breaking your values, that's making you miserable, and it's feeding into your depression. It's not really causing it, I would say. I'd say it's feeding into it. Another thing I would say that is feeding into your depression, and it's actually um, a symptom and an outgrowth of this ego problem that you have, is being inauthentic and fake around people, and being fake with yourself. It's not being honest about the emotions that you're actually feeling. It's being around people and trying to please other people, trying to live up to other people's standards and expectations, society's expectations. It's not being independent and realizing that actually you are totally happy and blissful in your natural state when you're not thinking any kind of crazy thoughts and that you do not need anybody to fulfill you. And in fact, nobody else in life can fulfill you. No human being can fulfill you. No external object can fulfill you. This is all a question of your inner psychology. This is a problem not just for depressive people, this is a problem for almost everybody out there, is not realizing that you could not find deep fulfillment in anything external. It's all internal. So starting to get around that and being more authentic, especially being more authentic with people, right? 
You're so worried about rubbing somebody the wrong way, saying something wrong to somebody, getting someone's disapproval, that that is destroying you, right? You're so worried about not being able to live up to some image of how maybe you should look or how successful you should be or maybe even how you should feel or how many friends you have or kind of uh, the kind of parties and places that you go to or the house that you live in or the clothes that you wear. You're so worried about that and you don't realize that that stuff cannot make you fulfilled anyways, even if you had it all in place. So you really are misunderstanding what fulfillment and happiness is on a deep level. You should probably check out some of my other videos that really talk about what happiness is and how to get it. All right, so solutions. Let's quickly talk about some of the solutions. The fundamental solution is to start to do introspection and understanding of how your ego is creating your depression. You have to start taking responsibility. You are creating it. You have to start to understand that. And this is not something that you just are exposed to one time right here. This is something you need multiple exposures to. This is something that you should really start thinking about and start noticing about how you are creating the feelings in your life. All right, that is the most underlying solution. I would say next on the list would be start to meditate. This is so important. If you're a person with depressive symptoms, you need to start meditating at least 20 minutes every single day as though your life depended on it. For some of you, it actually might. So start meditating. I have other videos to talk about meditation, the benefits of meditation, how to do meditation. There are millions of books and resources out there. Join a meditation class, do it yourself, do it with a friend, doesn't, I don't care. Build a habit of it and follow through on that, right? And stick with it, stick with it, and you're gonna see some amazing results. Another thing that you can do to really boost your meditation, or I mean to boost your, uh, boost your mood, get yourself out of depression, is to start exercising consistently. There have been actually studies that have been done that have shown that exercise is equally effective as Zoloft in controlled studies of relieving depressive symptoms. This study has been talked about in the book The How of Happiness by Sonia Libomirsky, and I'm sure you can find it in other places as well. But this is, you know, this is a powerful, this is actually a powerful finding is that an antidepressant, an exercise, can have an equal impact on lifting your depression. And in fact, that study that they did showed that exercise is better because the exercise produces more lasting results. Because when you take yourself off the antidepressant, you're back in your depressive mood. Whereas if you're doing your exercise, and even if you get off that exercise, the results of it last longer. Plus the exercise is good for you anyway, so you should be exercising anyhow. So that's another one, all right? Then I want you to do the things the little things that you know you need to be doing. Wake up on time. Get to your job on time. Do your work well. Eat healthy. All the little things that are important to you, start doing them. And if you don't know what's important to you, start to clarify that. Values clarification, I talk about value identification. Many other places you can get coaching on that to really get your values to understand who you are and what's important to you, then start living to those principles. Of course, Life purpose, if you're depressed, I can definitely guarantee you, you've got no life purpose. You probably don't. Because if you've got a strong sense of purpose and you know what you're committed to creating in life and your life is not about yourself, but it's about serving others, it's about having creative impact, it's very hard to be depressed. That's why I'm rarely depressed is because I have a very strong sense of life purpose. I've worked on it a lot. So get your life purpose into place. I have a lot of videos that talk about that. You can also get coaching on that if you're really serious. I do coaching on that. And then 
if you really want to get a handle on depression, and not only that, but take it to the most highest level possible, I encourage you to look into serious meditation work, serious contemplation work, really working your way towards enlightenment. Research the idea of enlightenment. I have some videos that are going to talk about enlightenment. Really research the idea of ego, your subconscious mind, and enlightenment. And commit yourself to that spiritual work that you do with enlightenment. Because what that is going to do is that is going to put you in that present, blissful state that you are naturally capable of being in. And that is going to completely shift you. Because right now you're in the exact opposite of all that. All right? So that's it. This video ran a little bit long because there's a lot of deep stuff in here plus a little bit of these practical tips. So I'm going to wrap it up here. This is Leo signing off. Go ahead. Please comment on this. Let me know what you think. Leave me your, uh, your comments like I said. Like this. Share this with friends. And of course, check out actualize.org for more advanced personal development videos where I really talk about how to find your passion in life. Because it's not enough to just get yourself out of depression. I mean, what is that? Who wants to just come out of a depression to a normal kind of life? That's probably why you're depressed in the first place. You don't really have a strong sense of purpose. I want you to set some huge goals for yourself. I want you to set an amazing vision for yourself. You're not just going to get out of this depression. You're going to go on to create amazing things, to empower people, to start a cool business, to live an amazing career, to produce great art, you know, whatever it is, to start a family. I want you to get in touch with that. And we offer you the resources to do that. We help you master your psychology so you can go out there and master 